Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling. As always, make sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dabbling Dribbling. Check us out, subscribe, because we are also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. These are all things you should be doing, listening in, telling us how dope we are, because we think you're dope. <laughs> because we need love. We need your we need validation. Affirmation. If we need affirmation. Just, just um, this it cast, fuels we, us. We dive in, because it's been like a month, and so... We kind of dive in. What are some things we talked about? Talk about Nipsey Hussle. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Absolutely. And then we kind of dove right into just getting into college and how sometimes that's hard. Getting into college. You know, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes it's hard. You got to have scores. Yeah. You got to have money. Yeah, people you helping pay you. pay people under the table. Yeah. The general things that you have to, the hoops just that you jump through. Lots of hoops. Yeah. Not, I, the, not the same kind of hoops that basketball players, but hoops. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then we talk a little bit about us for a little bit and then go right into our dribbling section mm-hmm. where we kind of kind of run all over the place from NCAA to LeBron and the Utah Jazz fans. I don't know. It was just kind of everywhere. Don't you think? We, there is a lot to talk about because we haven't talked in a while, but at the same time, there was less to talk about because LeBron James is not in the playoffs. Yeah. And we don't know how to feel about that. <sighs> I know how to feel about it. You're just gonna be sad. Looking off into the distance. You really are. He deadass is looking humming, off into the distance. I mean, Mr. Lonely. In my head. <laughs> just so sad. So sad. So uh, maybe a new champion, a new uh, pl- uh, people's champion, will emerge. From maybe, from maybe this. it might be Giannis. Who I knows? was thinking Giannis. I think Giannis might be. I the, hope he just. I think it might be it. Dominance. Um, we talk about contact lenses and how they change the world for people. Sometimes, right? It makes sense. You should listen to it. Oh yeah. Um, and our dope people, as always, we're dope. I don't know. I agree. I concur. I'm into it. All right, folks. This is a good one. Make sure you check us out and uh, tell us what you think. We'll see you on the flip side. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bri. Hey. It has been like a month since you've heard from us because... (laughs) We decided to be adults that like travel and do things and have responsibilities. So because of that, we've been kind of MIA, mm-hmm. but there's been a lot going on mm-hmm. uh, for us personally, professionally, and in the world. So uh, mm-hmm. how you doing, bud? I'm jet lagged. You are so jet lagged. It is <laughs> uh, what feels to me like three in the morning right now. Right. You, your eyes are heavy <laughs> this may be the shortest episode yet this whole episode is going to be tw- 10 minutes long i might fall asleep on the microphone but all of a sudden uh, we just hear a i am making the best of it on two cups of coffee and 15 minutes of sleep i haven't what time is it right now it Seven, is 7 27 i haven't slept i haven't slept since 2 p.m yesterday yikes yeah. You need to like push through and actually like go home and just crash. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen to me. But you know, at that 2 p.m. mark uh-huh. in the afternoon, I woke up after 14 hours of sleep. Oh, wow. That's very long for you. That is like the longest I've ever slept yeah, in my life. That is very long that's for the, you. That's a like, um, gold medal. You probably slept more as a baby. Oh, yeah. Maybe. You might be. Re- I mean, I'll tell you who did not sleep as a baby. Who? Them damn babies on all those airplanes. <laughs> My God, I got on every single flight. Had one of those kids. And the worst one was flying uh, for about six hours, uh-huh. seven hours. And there were two babies around the same like upper part of the plane. Sure. And they played off of each other. Mm-hmm. So one started crying mm-hmm. and it would spark the other one. Mm-hmm. 
And the first one had like this wailing cry. Oh no. And the other one had like a alien, alien amorphous cry? kind of like <laughs> weird cry. <sighs> and you want to tell the mother, like, is that a baby or is that like a Martian? And oh. so the two of them like scream bloody murder at each other and one would stop. And the other one would kind of stop. Then one would get going. It's the air and pressure just, in those planes are not good for their ears. Well, we know. And that's why you can't get mad at the, the little babies because right. they're just like feeling pain and they don't know how to express it because right. their frontal lobes and everything are mm-hmm. still like developing. They don't have language skills yet. What I thought was funny was the last plane ride I was on had two, two, the last two plane rides, both of them had babies who screamed before the plane even left the ground. Oh I was my. like, we're still on the ground <laughs> for the love of God. We cannot do this. Did you sit Throw- next to these or these babies? Or I were was they the closest, the, the close, thankfully, the closest I was at any given point was like eight rows away. Oh, but that's so, too close. Yeah. I mean, it still wasn't comfortable, but like most of the time I was far enough away. I mean, every single flight had a baby to the point where I, re- I really appreciated and was grateful for the numerous multitude of flights I've had in my life that don't have babies on them, right. which is more than not. Yeah. So uh, these babies, the ones who scream before they left the ground. Yeah. You know what happened when we went up in the air? Nothing. Wow. They didn't cry at all for the entire duration of the flight. But they gave a good six minute wail of protest. <laughs> well, that's At, because they were re- they really wanted to be heard and they finally felt heard. They had their preamble <laughs> and then they said good and night. Like, I am too tired to do this any longer. I was like, that's the I want more babies like that <laughs> in, on planes. But otherwise, uh, then I've, I've got sleep right where I could get it. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, it's starting to get beautiful outside. Like I, I wore a jacket today to work and then I was like, well, this was dumb. Yeah. Because it, it was like 70 degrees, and I was like, this is beautiful. Mm. Um, so I'm appreciating the warmer weather, the light outside, the fact that it's there's still light outside. It's and weird. It's, it's like I'm still getting used to it. Me too. And yeah. then the moment I get used to it, we're going to go back to it being dark, you know? Yeah, I try it's not like, to think about that. It's, it's just like, oh, yeah, so, that happened. You know how the summertime has those really long days mm-hmm. in July? God, and then someone tells you, Today's the midway point of summer. Yeah. It's always a bummer. Yeah, Jerks. It's ugh, downhill. Because technically we're in spring. Yes. Right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So. But when you get to that midpoint of the warm weather and long days, you're wearing the shorts, you got the, like, yeah. you know, the sunscreen on, and you're like, oh, I wish this could last forever. Happening. Summer and, league? Yeah. What do you mean? Like the G League, the summer. The summer oh, league. you mean like NBA basketball? Season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're thinking about sure. all the things that happen. You know, all the, the I don't trades watch and things. I know you don't watch G-League. I'm no. just mostly being facetious because really the summer is about who, who's going where. Yeah. <laughs> like every week we're like, so what's next? excited. So excited. Should we just dive into some stuff? Please. Okay. What are we talking about? Um, first things first, uh, I wanted to just take a moment to acknowledge the whole person that is Nipsey Hussle who was tragically taken away from our lives uh, by uh, a member in his community who, according to officials and people who witnessed the murder, was just just straight up jealous. Mm. Uh, this was a man that was um, allegedly was being helped by Nipsey um, to get him kind of off the streets and off, you know, to a better to a better situation than he currently 
is in. Um, and his name, unfortunately, is Eric Holder. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that was, I was I was like, oh, taking it back. Yeah. Um, Nipsey, I, the reason why I say I want to recognize him as a whole, like he has said some pretty homophobic things in the past. Um, and I do believe he's like apologized for those things. Um, but, um, which I do appreciate. Um, but I'm also like very, um, very uh, impressed by how much he has given back to his like actual community in Crenshaw and in South LA uh, by like bla- buying literal blocks of businesses and like giving people that he lived with and grew up with you know jobs and opportunities to be successful um so like it's such a great loss in the music community because obviously he was an an amazing producer and rapper his his uh first debut album was freaking amazing Mm -hmm. um so i don't know i was just like i've just been i remember hearing about it and being like holy crap i start just recently started listening to him mm-hmm. like over the past like six seven months um because a friend of mine put me onto him and then i just like immediately went to thinking about lauren london his girlfriend or wife i think i think they're married now or they were married um and she's an actress model you know person and just to be like holy crap you lost someone you love so tragically um, there's been videos of her like running into the hospital and things. I just need people to just give them space and love. And I'm just super sad about the whole situation. Um, just jealousy being something that is very toxic. And especially when it's like masked with to- toxic masculinity um, mm. and other like trying to show up and show out, it's, uh, it's problematic. Yeah, I can't imagine taking someone's life over anything. Yeah, I can't either. So uh, that's sad. There was someone set up a vigil. Uh, a vigil. Yeah, a vigil. A, a vigil. I always, I always want to say visual. Yeah. A vigil uh, nearby my block, and mm-hmm. just candles and the usual, yeah. and just for showing Nipsey. respect. Yeah, yeah, for Nipsey, just to pay homage to him. And this is New York City. Like he's an LA guy, yeah. and this is just like all the way on the other side of the country. People yeah, there was a value him. There was a vigil for him. I think it was uptown in Harlem mm-hmm. when it like at, like the next day that it happened. And I don't know. It's just like you know, it just makes me think about like tell the people that you love you love them when they're here, and not yeah. and not you know obviously like a lot of people love Nipsey and like he was a famous person that may be a little different, but mm-hmm. like nothing is guaranteed. You know, it, it, yeah, you know what, nothing is guaranteed, and you know, just coming off of a tr- series of travel excursions where i was in places where people have less means they have Mm -hmm. less resources yeah and being around real poverty where people really have to do it themselves for their community like that is a a life that in the united states some of us know but a lot of us don't yeah and living and working where i do i'm around people who are not uh, often exposed to that perspective and don't don't have a a, a good working experience around what that looks like for people. So that vigil that was on my block area, I a block area, I that came to my attention because I got an email from a student mm. saying, "Hey, these candles are set up right here, and there's a, a vigil set up. I demand to know someone was murdered here. I should know about this. This should be like oh wow. So they what, had no no they, idea. They were upset that they felt like we were concealing a death." 
Oh, wow. A murder. They yeah. had made up in their minds, and they put everyone, their mother, and Jesus Christ on that email. I'm sure they did. To let us know they were upset at that. And then, shortly after, realized, uh, oh, they looked a little closer and realized it was a vigil for Nipsey. Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, well, now I'm dead and deceased because you played yourself. And I was like <laughs> laughing my ass off. But at the same time, also, um, in that person's mind... It mattered to them who got killed, right, and why, and especially because they felt like it was in their neighborhood. That in their like, neighborhood, but like this guy got killed on the other side of the country, and it mattered too that his life was taken so much so that someone set this up over here. And my thinking is like all around the world, people are dying mm. um, needlessly. Yeah, every minute. Yeah. Every second. Every Shoot. second. So if you're mad because it was on your block corner, yeah, go cry me a river. I don't give a fuck. Right. Think about everybody who's dying all the time. You're in New York City. People are dying every day. Yeah. Like, just know that proximity is always just one train car away. Yeah. One one block away. One floor away. Like yeah. people pass away, and life is sometimes senseless yeah death is sometimes not rational yeah not we don't all get to die old no like and so for that like take a a step back pause and be grateful for the fact that like we have a breath we have lungs uh air in our lungs and that we have people who are still with us doing and trying to do great things for for people around them so like it's sad i learned more just from uh, Nipsey's passing, just like how people value him. Yeah. So it's it's really unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, he just like spoke about like he's one of the few rappers that owns the rights to his music. Like he he owns the masters essentially. So like his sales are going up. That means his family gets all that money. That isn't there isn't hmm. another person in between that's getting. Is it. that good? That's yeah, a good thing, really right? Good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, because sure. I think of like people sure like that, right? <laughs> like people like R. Kelly. I mean, I don't give a crap about him, but. He doesn't own his masters at all. Who owns it? Universal? Yeah, I guess whatever record company. Um, And so people are like, well, we could still listen to his music because money doesn't all go to him. I'm like, it's still some of it still goes to him. So like, don't get it twisted. But I'm saying the maximum amount that could go to him doesn't. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he just talks about ownership and like like when he was first coming up, like rappers, you know, are known to have like the chains and like being really gaudy and like, you know, flashy about things. And people were like, wait, why don't you have a bunch of chains and things like he's like, nah, I'd rather, you know, invest that in in real estate and like yeah. be smart. This is a person who doesn't wealth. have like yeah, he's talking about wealth, like mm-hmm. but, like generational wealth yeah. that he's trying to accumulate for his family. Yeah. And for himself. That's and, knowledge, man. And and just like some of the things he's talked about, I'm just like, wow, you're like it's these are things that like black and brown kids aren't taught. Mm-hmm. And this is also a person that didn't go to, you know, the yeah. educational, like, college system to be the smart person, right? Uh, to do these things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know, it's just, like, such an interesting, like, it's such a, it's a, but that's why I said, like, he's a, he's a whole person. He's made mistakes at some things that aren't great. But also at the same time, he was learning to, learning and unlearning things and trying to do good for his community, which... I very much commend. Um, I 
love he's probably like i have a conscious spending plan <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is, I, mean, I think of chains are not in the budget today yeah so uh yeah that's that's really awesome yeah that's really dope and they really don't teach that in schools and i talked about that with some uh people recently some strangers i met and then we were just chatting about like the american education system right and we were like personal finance and responsibility what is that right yeah that's never in a capitalist society I'm listening to the book uh, The Minimalist right now. Mm-hmm. No, Essential by The Minimalist. Mm. And it's like the precursor to the documentary thing. Mm-hmm. Not to go too far off tangent, but just the idea of like what is value in life? Like spending money for things that are investments in the self and the experience. And they really encapsulate this idea of like getting away from the monetary and the selfish and looking more at the, the whole experience of a person. And right. it seems like for a guy in his position, Nipsey's position, yeah. he was saying, like, what do I value? Yeah. My people in my community. And he really put that money to work. That's yeah. that's like, that's something that's hard to do in a culture like the one we have in yeah. America. So, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Speaking of like a man who's intelligent that didn't go to college. You want to talk about college and how yeah. it's like super hard to get into. Oh, wait, <clears throat> unless you are white and have money. You could totally get into college then. Um, say more. So, um, for those of you, if you are living under a rock, uh, found out that there was this um, accidental FBI investigation that kind of came into fruition because they were investigating something else, and then they realized, holy crap, something else is happening, and it was called Operation Varsity Blues. And there was... Ooh, great movie. Yeah. James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Classic. Dawson's Creek. Woo! Dawson specifically. Throw that ball. (laughs) Um, uh, They they indicted or they arrested or whatever, 50 people? Something like some number of people who were involved with getting students into schools, prestigious schools like Harvard, Yale, USC... I think those were Penn, I believe. Phoenix Online. It wasn't Phoenix Online. Um, University of Phoenix? Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was like Ivy League-esque schools. Like, you know, schools that are hard to get into. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Duke may have been also in it. I don't remember all the schools involved. But, Mm. um, and basically, there are parents, coaches, SAT proctors involved where they're being paid a certain amount of money to help get their kids into school. Can I get a figure? Huh? Can I get a figure? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a dollar sign? How many okay. zeros? There's uh, several, several zeros. Three to four zeros. I'll take it. Um, mm, four. Yeah, I'll take four. Four zeros with maybe two other digits in front of it. Yeah, you know I'll take I, that. You know That's a, that that rounds out to about six. Yeah, yeah. Six, six full digits. digits. Six full There's a digits. comma in the middle if There's you're trying to get technical and about it. And then you put a period and then, you, and you put like maybe some and two, two more zeros right. in there. Maybe yeah. add two nines just to sweeten the just, deal. Just to be just like nine ninety nine, you know? <laughs> yeah. Round it up. Um, so anyway, um, the eleven. <laughs> you're like eleven. Uh, no, one hundred ten thousand dollars. No deal, but if you throw a ninety nine on that, we got it. We got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there were, there was, uh, I believe Felicity Huffman paid maybe fifteen thousand or one hundred fifty thousand, like some absorbent amount of money. Absorbent? No. Why do I say that word? Exorbitant. 
in wait say it again exorbitant exorbitant vigil i'm we don't know how to speak apparently today um exorbitant mm-hmm. i'm not gonna a lot as of long money as you don't say supposedly supposedly i know people supposedly who say, suppo- i know people say supposedly supposedly people who say supposedly i've never i don't th- i think i've definitely said supposedly before i've told both those people <laughs> you i think you've told me supposedly no wait is that mm-hmm. what I say? I've never said that. I say no. supposedly. No, it was something else, but I don't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was something but you told me. But supposedly drives me nuts. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, she uh, spent... An exorbitant amount of money. A, a dumb amount of money mm-hmm. um, to some guy who will help... Who, who will... Some guy. There's a man. James Cohen. There's a man. James no, Cohen. not James Cohen. Oh, Anyway, uh, oh, so we're gonna talk about that. No, I don't want to. I, just, <laughs> everything. I, I was at an airport and I read that on the screen. <laughs> everything hurts. <laughs> You're like, and you called it too. <laughs> I did. You did call it. Anyway, um, I hate them right about this. Yes, you. I do too. So she paid this guy who has this like company that helps students get into schools by like photoshopping them in crew teams. You know this, and, yeah. and like being yeah. like, oh, this is a crew prospect, and then they never touch Actually, an oar, being a crew, an oar or a boat, a to, boat. Be, to do that. <laughs> is this um, how crewing works? Uh, yeah, I guess so. And then um, I believe Felicity specifically paid him so that the proctor for her son or daughter's um, SAT testing would go back and like correct the answers, like like a coach, like a good coach. Sure. Like, and like there's apparent coach. like emails of her being like, uh oh, like raw raw like in, in an email like looks like they're changing the proctor or something like that. Like in an email form to this guy to me, like I hope it does I hope it works out, you know. Um, hint hint wink wink yeah, kind of thing. Something yeah. like that. And Becky from Full House, uh Lori Laughlin, uh paid another dumb amount of money to get her daughters into USC. Wait, Becky like Uncle Jesse's yeah, Becky? Yeah, Uncle Jesse's Becky. With the good hair? Sweetheart, yeah, Becky, yeah, she she was in on this. Yes, she's well, this the, just... she's the two she's the two celebrities that were those two oh, are the two celebrities that were hit. This plot thickens yeah. so hard. And so for her, she had her daughters get into USC um, to because of like crew because of like the mm-hmm. crew thing mm-hmm. um, and like worked with coaches and things like the same guy was like doing all this. The hell? Um, and what's weird is that what's terrible is that one of her daughters, her name is Jade something. Um, and she's a influencer on Instagram. Like I heard this and she, and her whole thing is like, I'm a college student. I don't even want to go to school. I, and she's like, I don't even like, you guys know, I don't even like classes. I don't like books. I just love like tailgating and like going to games and parties. Trojans and Trojans. And oh my God, look at my, look at my dorm room. That's like all done through Amazon. Cause I ordered everything, you know, whatever. Like, so she's doing like sponsored posts and stuff. She doesn't right. need to go to college. Right. Um, she's getting a business degree already. Right. Because life. she's like. Hustling yeah. and being, you know, an yeah. influencer. But mom wants her to have a fallback plan. Sure. Which is money. I think there's a couple of things, right? I think there's, so there's this, like, notion of, like, elitism of, like, my kids have to go to college. Right. Right? Like, because if they don't go to college, then they're, they're not like successful. Failure, yeah. But it's just like, you also make a dumb amount of money and your dumb amount of money is going to be invested and all those things are just going to go to your kids. Right. So like that's, and your kids are also doing their own, like celebrity like, yeah. children have a different, like, you like they need to go to college. Like, Kanye West and Kim's kids don't need to go to college. No. They don't. They're doing things Red and they're Azalea having opportunities whatever, now. Yeah, 
What did you call them? Red Azalea or something? No, it's North Saint and Chicago. That's right. They have a fourth one on the way, apparently, through a surrogate. No, what? Yeah. You can't have more kids. You can't have more... I'm sorry. You can't... Uh, Kim, go on. Kim isn't, like, a very big family, so I'm not surprised she wants a big family herself. Look, I don't know. All right. I don't ask questions. That's it's not, fine. It's not my life. It's someone, not... someone questioned me as to why I don't want kids the other day. I was like, let me, let me put it this way. Let me ask you this. Can we agree... That some people probably shouldn't have kids. Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. Can we agree that some people probably are not in the position where they should be in lifelong marriages at this time in their life? Yes. At least for right now until they do some self-work? Yeah. Okay, the only difference between them and me is that I'm self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I just I just know me. I, I am keenly aware. Just, that, but, that you... Ain't anything. Yeah. But um, from the outside looking in, the, the West seem like a happy couple. So yeah, I, I, I wish them well. I, I guess. I don't know. It's whatever they show, <sighs> Sounds right? Sounds like a choice to but me. So, like, so I think there's a elitism. Like, I don't know if Aunt Becky or Felicity Huffman went to college, so they may have, like, a feeling of, like, inferiority. Inferiority. Did they not go to college? I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe they don't. So maybe they, they didn't. They colleges in San Francisco. They had lots of colleges yes, there. I can't stand you. On that hill? <laughs> yeah, they did. They do. Right. No, but but like so thinking about it that way where there is this person who is like wanting their kids to be successful, it is it oh my kids went to USC. There's like an elitism to that. There's also and just like wanting your kids wants wanting what's best for your kids, which I mean I could I could understand that, you know, in a base base level of like wanting the best for your kids. In theory, yeah, I could in do theory. That too. But your kids already have a leg up over everyone else, and clearly they Ooh. they do. Well, monetarily at least, uh, right? Uh, but now, and what's what sucks when I think about it is like these kids had no idea this was happening. I I kind of knew. I I kind of knew, but I didn't know. If that meant willful ignorance, that's what I would call Maybe. it. Maybe you don't think. But can you imagine like your parents think you're that much of a dumbass that they had they needed to like pay someone $150,000 so that you can get into a school. I don't know. I'll call my parents after this and find out like how much of that was me and how much of that. Mm. I took the ACT enough times mm-hmm. that I feel like if they were helping me, they didn't pay enough. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what it is. But um, the the idea that they have a leg up mm-hmm. on the perception of the parents. I think if you were Becky mm-hmm. and people in this right. uh, kerfuffle of a mess, right. you are definitely definitely victim to the comparison game sure you're only sizing yourself up against other families and their kids sure and you felt you were falling behind yeah we see this all the time the people compare this all the time yeah regular people do regular people i not necessarily hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of getting yourself into college but like variations of that yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. but i think she probably was like comparing her to you and me and the rest of the average american population i think becky is like in your kid a-okay gonna be fine but to her comparing her to bill gates's kids right yeah we're behind yeah Yeah. totally and and so like i want to empathize with those things but i also like it comes back to this like notion of like people being like affirmative action shouldn't exist like look at all these black and brown kids getting into college but my white kid isn't it's just like well reverse racism yeah Yeah, it's 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 just a lot of like it's very convoluted and so according like the university admissions itself wasn't necessarily involved in all of these cases it was just like outside parties influencing Oh, things like contracted like yeah third and like there's some coaches that maybe were involved in some crew the team school. coaches crew team or other things i don't know um 
But apparently Felicity Hoffman is uh, pleading guilty on this. Like, there's, like, real jail time for Hell this. Hell yeah. So. Put a white girl in jail. I mean. For once. Jeez. See how that please. goes. Make a sitcom out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting process. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than. Cut it action. out. I bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, the the yes. podcast is now officially done. This should have been a video cast. Mm. Mostly because my reaction to you was just like, "Are you serious right now?" I think everyone at home knows what happened. Yes, you did. Yes, Make every, the connection. Everyone does. I want to know what Bob Saget thinks about this because I, I I mean his stand up is. I'm sure he doesn't give two flies, but he would be funny to get just a quick five minute stand up on this. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Open. I want to know what Jesse thinks about this. I think they did say something like a comment or something during one of like the press junkets that they had that she wasn't there at. I don't know. What's his name? His real name? Dapinopoulos? Apinopoulos? Who? Jesse? Uncle Jesse? Uncle Jesse's name is John Stamos. Wow. Where did I come from? I don't know. I think you're thinking of George Stephanopoulos. I think <laughs> they're close enough in appearance, but different in age that yeah. I probably made that. Yeah. Jo- but, uh, John Stamos, still both, still a good looking man. Yeah. But man, I wonder what he's like, Botox or whatever. I'm on a Google search image right now. So I'm like, you you're know, just like looking. I'm in a, I'm in a rabbit hole spiraling. <laughs> you're spiraling. Um, what else? Oh wait, rabbit hole. Did you watch us? No, I haven't watched that. <gasps> I don't. Okay, I'm not, just, I can't. Let me just say one thing. I can't. I can't. It is a very. It is a good movie. I know. It is. I know. Um, definitely very interesting. Is it as like brilliant as yeah. Get Out? No, but it's pretty damn brilliant. Well, yeah, but it's you scary. It's, but it's it's like a, it's scary, but it's like one of those like. It's a little thrilly scary. You like suspense. It's suspense. I yeah. like suspense. I don't like gore. Um, uh, there is a little bit of gore, but not not in like saw. You know how there's saw gore. Yeah, not but like that get kind out. Of gore. Get out gore. Is it like comparable to get out yeah. gore? Yeah. I mean, if that's gonna be his style, then I can handle that. Yeah. But it's. Just I mean, there's like, definitely blood and killing happening, but it isn't. Yeah. See, I just don't have a palate for that anymore. I get it. I'm. I'm just so. I'm not a. I'm not a scary movie person either, but I felt like it was very important to support a black man casting black actors and characters and he was even saying that people were up in arms because he's like yeah i don't think i'm gonna be casting a white man as my lead i've seen that movie already and so wait people got upset that he said that yeah because he wouldn't cast a white person in his like uh, as a lead there were white people in this movie obviously but as like the lead um it's the same thing that when hamilton when hamilton the musical was like we want people of color actors and people were like what about us it's like well you're white you can go to any other broadway show that is currently on (laughs) currently on theater way i feel so bad for those i said this to a group of people a couple weeks ago Uh where i was talking about blackness (laughs) in america i was like black lives matter is not a black problem it's a white problem it's Mm -hmm. always been a whiteness problem i was like Ladies, uh, the Me Too movement, is that a feminism problem? No. No, it's a man problem. That's a masculine and patriarchy problem. And that's why we need that's why we need the Me Too movement. Did did women y'all didn't vote for a long time. Was that because you didn't want to vote? No, it's because men finally gave you permission to vote. Which is 
and not all women not all women right black women didn't get the right to vote till like some 60s time yep. like but and slavery slavery do you think what you think they like working for free they were free no, until white people let them. Free. It was as Kanye a choice. said, it was a choice. He's right, you know. Slavery far was bit, a choice. You know, his mom oh was my. a professor. He would know. Oh my God! I went to a flower shop today mm-hmm. to get flowers mm-hmm. for Nipsey. No, just for myself. Uh, and I decided whoa. not to get anything <laughs> because I'm a I'm allowed to get flowers for myself. By the way, I don't need I don't need no man to get me flowers, but I do like flowers. Fine. Um, and I I turn around. I'm just like. Is that cotton? What do you mean? Dead ass. There was cotton. What do you mean? Like, you know how you, you, you know, your people, the black people, yeah. slaves yeah. picked cotton? Yeah. They literally had a thing of cotton in the brown hamburger. Like you could, like you could purchase a stock of it? Yes. For, I'm going for to textile show you. mills? I'm going to show you. Look at this. And I want you to describe Where are we at? What Trader you, Joe's? Do you see that? Yeah, that's cotton. That is 1,000% cotton. Are people using cotton as decor? Apparently. And I then found out that people use this in their weddings, like, as, like, decoration. I'm like, what is... I'm it's like, so loaded. I'm like, that is such a, like, I'm, I'm sure... I'm wearing cotton, it. But, yeah, it's, like, but it's in a different form. Different. Like, but when you see the pure cotton ball... Like, just from, like, mm. the plant that people, like, pricked their hands to pick. I only want to see that in my medicine bottle or on my q-tip yeah 1000 percent. that's weird I you got all these like flowers arranged and then you have this stock of cotton yeah I, if you literally search like cotton themed weddings like there's it like exists where people are I'll like right now sorry what? becky <laughs> hang on God. that are they're like walking with like if you just go on pinterest and just go and i don't see, go on pinterest and just see like people wearing like all cotton at these weddings yeah, it's like decor. Oh, you know what pisses me off about this? <laughs> no. What is it? You know what? Because rustic country cotton wedding. Rustic country cotton wedding. You know where these weddings are? In the South? In the fucking South. <laughs> what are you doing, white people? Like, this is... This is beyond the pale. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, have some, have some, like, sensibility about you. This is, to me... This, there's a cigar next to this thing. What are we in the bayou? Rustic raw cotton wedding inspiration. Cotton wedding trend. Coffee and cotton wedding. Okay, I'm not so mad about that. That's black and white. That's mixed. That's what I would do. <laughs> cotton wedding boutiques and centerpieces. One, if you ever get married. Top eight trending. And you have a cotton themed wedding. I'm going to slap the black out of you. It's going to be like... <laughs> I'm going like, to slap the actual ev- crap Everyone out of has nooses on their table. Oh, just for, God. Like, like, driving it. Driving the theme home. I, like, that's, to me, that's how egregious a cotton-themed wedding is. It's like you... Look, there's a picture right now. I don't know how to describe it, but there's two back-to-back pictures of mm-hmm. white women. One is just her white hands holding out these balls of cotton. Sure. And the other one is th- this so... Plain Jane, Daisy Dukes, white woman in a white dress, in a cotton field with her hands pursed together, just under her chin, smiling so gleefully. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you realize? Look at me, y'all. I'm in a cotton field. <laughs> it's girlfriend. 
<laughs> this is not this is the 21st century not cute people will will flame you on social media for and this. i'm not saying that cotton fields are, pro- are probably still a thing that's why we wouldn't have cotton like shirts and things like that sure it's getting farmed but in like but secluded that- areas <laughs> but highly like- classified <laughs> but it's also like yeah, i don't know it's, the, the, it's funky but, but all t- okay so um anyway back to the uh topic at hand what were we talking about we're here? talking about us but us so the the idea that people would be upset that he wasn't gonna so the, what i said to these folks in this room was ladies y'all wanted rights before you had rights mm-hmm. you had to wait on men right right You're still waiting on men for like equal pay right who's gonna get, do you want to earn as much as men more than men right who's gonna give you that men right okay so that's the ego power trip patriarchy thing right there right with black people you see them on the and this is these are young folks these are students who are like coming into whiteness conversation Mm -hmm. for the first time i'm like you see black people upset you watched a march in civil rights you watched them do uh slave revolts back in the you know history and all that and now you got people upset about a myriad of things that i've talked about today uh is that a black problem Institutionally, nope. that is a white problem. Hell so yeah. if you inst- if you look at what whiteness is in America and you ask people what is whiteness in America, they will look at you like you have three heads because what does that question even mean? Right. When I say blackness, you ask a black person what does it mean to be black in America? You get a, a number of answers. Right. We ask a white person what does it mean to be white? Th- what? If you ask anyone outside of a white person what is it like to be like their like what is it like to be Indian? What is it like mm-hmm. to be Chinese? What is it like to be Asian? What is it like to be African? What is it like mm-hmm. to be like if you have a little bit of melanin in you, and you, if you are not white, if you were even multiracial or whatever, yeah, any of those things that are not white, you're gonna get an a, answer because it is complex and and not saying that being white isn't complex. There is complexities to it. Yeah, most. But, yeah, I would say most white people. If you ask them, this is a reaction you would get is right. uncertain. But some people some are in the know. Some self-aware white yeah. people would be like, well, to be, be white means to be aware of my privilege and mm-hmm. to be aware of the fact that I go through life not mm-hmm. thinking about X, Y, and Z, but I know other people do. Oh, wait, I'm self-aware. But we shall talk about that the later. The country was set up in such a way that I benefits be people who look like me, yep. historically. Yep. And if, if some people are like, well, no, I'm like, well, if you look at the other 44 and a half presidents yeah. and, <laughs> and their <laughs> vice presidents... And actually, the, all of their vice all of their vice presidents yeah. and the president presidential candidates who ran against them and yeah. their vice presidential candidates, mm-hmm. you start to see a trend of only hetero Christian white men. Right. That that's speaks to a pattern. Yeah, and that's why it's interesting that there's a a gay god no, mayor that's running for mayor from Indiana, but he's like doing really well and making a lot of money and we're making progress in the 21st century but but at the end of the day is he going to win i don't know i don't know but the 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 when you talk to a white person about whiteness in america and they get upset at the idea that oh you're going to cast only black people and not a white lead the second you start treating white people with equality it feels like oppression. Yep. It feels like a threat. Yep. Like your threat. The second you take away a white he person's basic- right to have something, yeah. it's like, oh, why are you threatening me? Right. It's like, buddy, you, your people have been doing that to us for <laughs> centuries. Right. It's like <laughs> since you, the beginning, dawn of time. It's like it's like my race as a white person shouldn't prevent me from getting into a school over a person of color just because they're black. I'm like, do you realize? 
your entire generation of people before you got into school right because you were white over a person who was another race mm-hmm. like i mean yeah you had the test scores or whatever but like you went to better schools mm-hmm. you got into schools and the other person couldn't go because they were not white yeah so uh you're welcome yeah and you're gonna sit this one out yeah like yeah. There's a lot of a lot of work to do, but that's that's in the same way that we were talking earlier about the American education system does not teach people about mm-hmm. personal finance. Right. We sure don't cover any of it. My history classes in high school made it up so far as to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm-hmm. Then we ran out of time. You know. And then you had to graduate. So. I, had to graduate, I had to get out of there. <laughs> I believe I was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, it's summertime. I'm deuces. <laughs> Bye. Um, so it, it's not like they did a service to us in learning about the fullness of, the fullness of yeah. it. And we don't go deep. It's not like te- teachers are doing better about this now, though. From what I understand, generationally, educators are taking a less, uh, a more anti-colonial look mm-hmm. through the lens of what they're doing. And and giving a better view of things because the winners write the history books. Right, we're done with all that. We need a new perspective on these things. Yep, I'm tired of his story. Mm mm mm. I love it. I don't know about you, but I really want to talk about some basketball. Yeah, I think I still remember. You still remember what it is? I'll, I have a basketball here. If you want to touch it to. To make you feel a little bit better. It might, but yeah. It might be, I, you know, like in Space Jam when mm, the, the players jog my memory. Um, got their, their power back when they touched the, the ball. Yeah, I remember That's what's that. Gonna I remember that. I hope. Don't you say it. All right, let's you no, save it what for. Are you, what are you going to no, say? No, no, let's go Don't to Don't you say it. I hope this doesn't tarnish his ability to get this movie contract. Mm. We're going we're gonna to move along. Uh, because I'm about to kill uh, Alex. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> right, we'll see you so, guys in a sec. All right, it is time to talk about some ball because it's been a minute. Um, I mean, the NCAA tournament is happening in March. That was March Madness. We're talking college. College, yes, NCAA. Got it. College. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, there's not nothing really much to say other than uh, congrats to the. Texas Tech and Virginia for the men's team. The men's team's going to uh, the finals for the NCAA tournament. Texas Tech? Yeah. That's like the Knights? Um, the Red Raiders or something? Sure. Uh, Virginia's the Spiders. This uh, No, really? Richmond. University of Richmond. Spiders, maybe. Yeah. Oh, the it's Virginia. Both of their first time. It's, it's both of their first times going into Nah, the... Virginia's got swords on their logo. So it's like the I don't know, Buccaneers. It's, it's uh, Texas Tech in Virginia. I think it's University of Virginia. I need a mascot. Mm, I don't know. A uh, uh, swashbuckler. Sure. The Virginia swashbucklers. And the... Uh, <laughs> for and a the, guy who cares so much about... the Texas Tech toast. The Texas Tech... I want to say Red Raiders, but I'm not totally certain about that. And for a guy who cares so much about NBA basketball, I'm really out of my depth when it comes to college. Same. The only reason why I'm even as intrigued by college ball is because of zion and duke yeah he's good who's very good and is touted to be like the next lebron the next right like just the next you know his athleticism is out of this world 100 watching him play i mean mr president 
Obama mm-hmm. went to go watch him play against um, North Carolina. Yeah, he doesn't watch everybody. No, he doesn't. I mean, that, he's really taking that retirement thing seriously. Yeah, and he looked fly in that bomber black jacket. Mm-hmm. That, oh, mm-hmm. and it had like it had engraved forty four on it. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And I'm like, that was hot. I'm like, I kind of want that. And I he's know. just dressing real, real pretty. This is the first day he wore that no tie look. Oh, the internet shut down. I mean, all he has to do is grow a little bit of a beard. Uh-huh. Done. Uh, He's done. Oh, that beard. You don't think he, I don't think he can grow that. I don't think he can, but there was that photoshopped version of yeah, him. Yeah, that looked great. And I was like, ooh, zaddy. If you could do that. <laughs> ooh, <laughs> sir. Killing him softly. Again, again, was never really attracted to Obama until he, like, later on into his presidency. The second half of his presidency. With where that swag He always had the swag, but it just, like, increased because he was, like, he didn't give a fuck you know right. like it was like i don't have any more elections to run right because i, I uh won them all so Suckers. <laughs> and then i love how he's like um hi everyone uh my name is brock i'm i'm michelle's husband mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh my god and you're a feminist <laughs> i can't <laughs> and then he walked on ellen's show and did a little dance uh, thing and you're just like oh drop the mic at that correspondence there was, dinner there was a uh hold on i'm gonna try to find this uh, Questlove, who has gone um, gone to uh, many, many, um, I think it's someone on Genius, um, gone to many um, White House like related stuff where he would be the DJ when uh, Barack yeah. was president. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember what exactly. Uh, this is going to actually bother me. Um, I think Obama asked for a song specifically mm-hmm. and I think the song had something about pussy popping in it and and Questlove like respectfully sir I cannot play that song ah. here <laughs> and you're just like our president asked for like a like song I'm trying to remember what song it was uh, because it was very funny when uh, is uh, Kia no no I'm just making that up no you're absolutely... lick it right lick it no. you remember that yeah I know exactly what you're talking about Mr. President <laughs> I cannot in good faith I, I cannot in good faith no they will the evict, answers they, they will evict your black ass from this white house <laughs> I cannot and they will most likely evict mine as well <laughs> right. and I would like to continue to have a job <laughs> that was, um, that I'm gonna true. try to find it but um, but he went to go see Zion because Zion is a freak of nature he that that kid i remember when he was in mcdonald's all-american high yeah. school and they're like because of that nba rule if you have to be what 18 or 19 yeah. or whatever you gotta take a year off yeah. and he was gonna go play for duke and i was like good luck, man duke is getting a good one he has been a terror he got I mean, the Naismith trophy that's why he yeah that's why he's number one he's the in, dude you're totally gonna it's like sometimes people get the Naismith trophy and they're not the number one NBA pick right. this guy is cleaning house flying colors good night yeah and I think you know when he got that injury uh, to his ankle when um, his shoe when, blew the, out the shoe blew out um, yeah the it was a PG-13 shoe that was like specifically made for Duke so it wasn't one that was like out everywhere but mm-hmm. um it was just one of those things where people are like, you should just quit, like, save your body so you can actually make some money. Because let's be real, he's, like, making zero money and, you know. Right. Legally, yeah. Legally making zero money uh, that we know of. So, I don't know. It'll be an interesting. It'll. I'd be curious to see what. um How to get paid. Like, where he lands in, in the draft when the draft happens. Well, he'll be number one. Likely, and his teammates most likely will be two and three after him. Yeah, um, they're good too. Yeah, so it's like 
Duke, I mean, this was Duke's championship to lose and they were they were struggling in that middle middle round, so mm. which is a bummer. That's which too bad. is a bummer. Well, you know, you only get one shot at this. Nope. Or you could come back to college for a second year. Just kidding. Go get that money. Yeah. So he's gonna go I think on April Fool's people are like, Oh, you know, <laughs> Zion said he's coming back for a second year to get that championship. The next were like, shit. <laughs> and they're like, God dang it, we got to suck another year. We got to do this again. <laughs> That's okay. You got James Dolan. It'll yeah. be easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, the easiest. Did you see that video of James Dolan uh, throwing a fan out? Yeah, because they said, you need to sell the team. Right. And he was like, you can't be mad at me that's my opinion he's like no no it's not no actually it is it's the opinion of many people and actually. you are a petulant child yep he's and you know what other commentators call that out too they're like he's a child he's an infant he doesn't he's not grown i up. have i have met and seen james dolan in my time yeah. at, at in living in new york city and he's just not a pleasant person no he's just i just don't find him to be pleasant whatsoever he's he's you can tell this man is used to having things his way and he's not used to compromise and he doesn't see other perspectives. Just an old white dude. Yeah, he dude, you're bad at this team thing. You're like very bad. The yes. record says Oh, wait, you're still bad. <laughs> you're very poor at this. Yeah. But don't worry, this will be the season. I'm like you will screw up getting Zion. Right. You will either not get him or you'll get him and you'll misuse him very quickly. It's just not in I mean, the cards. he tends to do that. Yeah. So it's like... You lost Porzingis. Homie, you lost a unicorn. Like a literal, literal unicorn. You you passed up on Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. It's, everything is just poor. So anyway, when he threw that fan out of there, like he basically, he sent his guards to go get the guy out. Yeah. I thought, what an abuse of power. I mean... What a small man. He's a small man that owns a lot of things. Like, not just the Knicks, but, like, that whole MSG, like, conglomerate of stuff, you know? And so... What he says goes, which is yeah. is garbage. Yeah, I don't like that. He's he's a bum. But uh, let's talk. What what do we got else? Um, you want to talk about you want to talk about what? You want to talk about the Lakers just for a minute? I I love talking about because the, the playoffs are happening yes. and the seeds are pretty much established. Yes, they except are. for like the like last people in the Eastern Conference. But LeBron James is not going to the playoffs, and I don't know how I feel about that. You know what? Hmm. I have not seen a playoffs without him in so long right. that I'm, I don't think I'm like mentally prepared for it. I don't know if I have the same gas in the tank to watch these playoffs. I mean, and don't get me wrong, there are some like great teams that are like i'm super excited for Giannis to like oh, kill yeah. it like slay that dragon that whole bucks team i'm like a big fan Ooh, of like they're super, good they're super good like so i think there's gonna be pockets of really exciting games mm-hmm. and like exciting series and like that's gonna be cool i need Giannis to get a jump shot he he'll, will be he'll get there he'll be unstoppable oh once he does that it, it's you know <laughs> lights out for everybody mm-hmm. um but i i'm excited about okc yeah mm-hmm. because of pg him and Russ. Yeah. When I, Russ isn't on, PG's on. And when PG's not on, Russ is on. And when mm-hmm. they're both on together, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's I think dangerous. They, they balance out very well. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, you excited about Houston Rockets? I like CP3. I like Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. D'Antoni's cool. 
Harden is still so boring to me. Yeah, I think everybody knows. I just like, it is like, let's see if he shows up to the playoffs because he has a tendency to not show up to the playoffs when yeah. when they do happen. He's gotten better in the last year, but since CP3 he got barely, there. He barely showed up though last year. Well, game seven, he kind of went on that dry spell in the last fourth quarter, but his whole team did too. Right. Um, he, James Harden, I've been watching so many of his step back threes lately. Right. It's like, you you have to have something else in the tank. I don't think he does. You have something else on your cachet. What is your... Like, buddy, I was watching him just score at will, and he's averaging over 36 points mm-hmm. this season. The next highest score per game is Paul George with 28. Right. Giannis is there right with him. Right. But I'm just... Like, James... Granted, he started off a little bit late, and I like James Harden as a person because... I went to Arizona. I worked at Arizona State for a little bit. Right. He was there the year before I was there. Mm-hmm. Everyone says the greatest stuff about James Harden from what I know and seeing his commercials and interviews and stuff. Great guy. Right. His basketball prowess is unquestionably one of the better ones in the league. He has the ability to be a showman. Mm. He chooses to play the stat lines, mm. which is to use his step back three. Yep. Get to get that extra point mm-hmm. rather than a two pointer. So there's no mid range shot and then it's just layups. Yep. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna get more points that way and you are probably likely because you started later, but you're increased your rate of scoring, you're probably gonna be a top twenty five all time yeah. scorer when it's all said and done. But man, the record books will not show he's right, the record books will not show how boring he is. Yeah, it's like for me, I watch highlights of some of the greats that ever played the game, and I'm like, wow, they're exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Like the way they run back, to, like the way they play both DN, like DN offense, right? Like the mm-hmm. way they the way they score and the way they play defense is like amazing. The way they like it's just like it's very like it's active, right? Where he's just such a ball stopper. He's very ball like, stopper. Just get and it to him. That it's just like ISO. Yeah, ISO. like that ISO ball. That isolation ball where you're able to just get the ball and just like stop the ball from moving around, which is what ISO ball is. It's Dude, just, it's yours. But you know what I'm really mad about? It's not even him, it's the defenders. If you know this is coming, right? How do we still allow him to do this? I don't know the answer to that. Let him take the mid range too. Go ahead, be up in his grill on the three point line. You yeah. don't need to be more than a, a step, a foot behind. The three-point line. Just be right up on the three-point line because you know he'll pull it from five feet out, six feet out, or right up on the line. So just stay in that zone and make him go into the lane. And, yeah, he'll go for the the layup. You can stop him, though, mid-range. Right. Make him pull up a mid-range jumper. Um, Or just get on him like like white on rice at the three-point line and just just crowd him. You know he's going to go between the legs five, six, seven, eight times. And then he's going to dribble in two dribbles and then pull back mm-hmm. with a two-step. And he's going to pull from there. Yep. Just get ready for it. Here it comes. I know. I've never seen him do anything different. Mm-hmm. And still people continue to fall for this. Yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. What I, I guess what I'm saying is, put me in the game, coach. Let because- me guard <laughs> James Harden and I will show you. <laughs> How to stop? I, I am five eleven. I believe James is six, six, seven or something like that. Yeah. 
Um, He's got some inches on you. I can jump with the best of them sure and can. watch me block this thing. Maybe not block it, but I'll give him a good run for his money. You won't be able to get off me. Tell you that. Tell you that. Yep. Um, do you think he's going to be MVP? Yeah. No. Mm, it's close. I looked at the numbers. Him and Giannis. My heart wants Giannis to win. My gut is saying that it's going to be James. I think wins. it's going to be James. I mean, just the fact that he had to carry his team while CP3 was out. And yeah. No, I mean, so I think, many injuries. Yeah. And Giannis has had a good squad around him. Yeah. And Giannis is, yeah, he's been, the team has been relatively healthy. Good yeah. coaching, all of this stuff. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, the playoffs without LeBron, it's just, it's like that year when Michael wasn't in the league and we just didn't know what to do. I mean, Pippen still did his thing, but. Are you talking about the Bulls years, not the Wizard years? Yes. Okay. I got in this conversation We don't like to, we don't like to talk about the I Wizard years. I know you years. don't. I know they exist. I acknowledge it. I just don't like to talk about it. Okay. The people, <laughs> Denial is the first. I was talking to a friend of mine about this. We were in a conversation around LeBron versus Michael. And he was getting on my case about how LeBron, this season tarnishes LeBron's legacy in that conversation. I said, sure. It, I mean, it, I can see that, but I, don't, like, I think it's such a blip in the radar though. He, and he said something like, um, Michael never something or whatever. And I said, Michael never what? I forget what the the comment was. It was either like Michael never missed the playoffs or something like that. And I was like, are we talking after his like first years in Chicago? Right. I was like, wait, are we talking about the Chicago years or the wizard years? Mm. And then he just got silent and rolled his eyes and was like, oh, we're not talking about the wizard. I think, I think like the enthusiasts of Michael tend Mm -hmm. to like, uh-huh. Like real like they're the, like irrationally mm-hmm. will be like the wizard years didn't happen. I as a person who's fairly rational will tell you they happen. I don't love talking about it. It doesn't tarnish his who he is as a as an athlete. Like he was still pretty great. He was also significantly older when he came back to the Wizards and conditioned differently. Like conditioned he, differently, you, yeah. he looked like a different player. Right. Like not and like physically, not physically. even just how he He's played. bulkier, stronger, lower yeah. to the ground. Yeah. yeah. And he just and he had to play and adapt differently. Yeah. So he did that fadeaway jumper every time. Right. And because that's pretty. Yeah, and, and it looks great. He great yeah. elegance. He was fundamentally sound, took two dribbles, pulled up, drained it. But when I tell he averaged twenty two points a game that year, mm-hmm. down from his usual thirty two, right, and he averaged like five and five, mm-hmm. like normal. LeBron, that was when my I said this to my friend. I was like, "You don't think the Wizard years count?" He's like, "No, those don't count." He was older. He was blah blah blah. I go, "Hang on, if Michael, you th- what do you think he came back for?" He was in the front office with a Wizards team who couldn't make the playoffs. Do you think he said, I'm going to come down there and play so that we can not make the playoffs together? Yeah. He said he was going to get the Wizards to the playoffs. Did he do it in those two years? He missed the playoffs both times. Yep. Uh, he was like, well, he was I, he was older. He making excuses. I said, if Michael, let me say this, if Michael... Averaged 30 a game. Yeah. And got his team to the playoffs both years. Hey, even went deep in the playoffs. Right. Would you still say, hey, Alex, I know those years were great and it was amazing what he did, but let's not talk about those. Right. 
It's still part of who he is. It is what it is. It's on the record. The numbers are there. Including his gambling issues, including him saying, fuck those kids and everything else. I forgot Michael said, fuck the kids. Yeah. (laughs) Let him eat cake. Um, But yeah. but, But then I said the parallels are this. Michael was in his 16th season. When he did, or 15th, mm-hmm. when he did that, LeBron was in his 16th season. Yep. When he joined a young team who couldn't make the playoffs, Michael joined a young team couldn't make the playoffs. Yep. They had a coach who was rather inexperienced. Michael, he was like, Michael went farther. He took his team farther. It was like in the Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference, and also Doug Collins was the coach. Yeah. Eh, Luke Walton is not Doug Collins. Nope. So, it's it's apples to apples to me mm-hmm. that they both played the same amount of years yes michael was older lebron has more miles on his legs yep he plays it's significantly more minutes than than michael did. significantly younger yeah. but just as much wear and tear yeah and so it's just and like yeah it's I mean, the it's, same situation to me well i'm excited for him to rest and actually have two extra whole months to really recuperate his whole body yeah. to get him ready to come play again and because you know he's going to invest money on his body you saw that game he went out there and knew they were out of the playoffs and he got a triple double yep and everyone they said lebron Why? how'd you Sit do down. that yeah he said i'm not going to cheat the game and i'm not going to cheat myself exactly i mean he he is no longer playing for the rest of the season right. Uh, which I think is smart. Smart. Yeah. Shut him like, down. There's no reason to waste LeBron like right. that. Right. No, absolutely not. Um, and he he's already passed Kobe. No. No, he passed Michael. Kobe's he passed next. Michael. Kobe's next, right? Mm-hmm. Which when that happened, that happened when you were we were you were gone and we were gone. Um, so that's <sighs> really impressive. You see, like, uh, yeah, when he was crying about it. Yeah. What did Michael say in response? He said, "Congratulations." Think, I don't think Michael said anything. Yeah. At no, all. He didn't. So because that's Michael. That's how he is. Salty bastard. Well, yeah, that is to be expected of Mikhail. You never, you've never seen someone so resentful in your life as <laughs> he Michael probably had Jeffrey his, you Jordan. Know, you know, he had probably his spokesperson say something. I'm sure. I don't know what Michael. I've, well, I've seen Michael mad. He punched Steve Kerr in the face, but I, I feel but like we didn't see that. Those are just stories. I've seen him hear. yell at Steve Kerr, mm-hmm. and I imagine it's similar, just with the fist that follows. Mm. So I feel like he. And according to Steve Kerr, he kicked Michael's ass. But oh, of course. <laughs> As I roll my eyes, Steve Kerr. <laughs> but for him, when he's angry about something like this, I bet you he just like leans back and thinks, "How can I do another passive aggressive <laughs> like comment in right. the direction of LeBron to let people know I still think I'm the best?" I mean, of course he thinks he's the best. He's until he gets, until LeBron gets seven championships, yeah, he'll always think he's better than him. I'm not saying he isn't better than him. I, I'm like on the fence about the whole debate. Sure, I don't think we'll have an answer until it's all said and done. Yep, sounds LeBron's right. career hangs on the complete portfolio. Like, yeah, and we're still I, championship or not. I mean, what what else does he do, and what's his longevity? Because his longevity is like his selling point. So. When it's hard when you compare LeBron to Larry Bird mm. for best small forward. Yeah. Larry Bird's numbers it's like, really nasty. Yeah. Like Larry Bird was a problem. Mm-hmm. And you it's really hard to make a case that LeBron is a better small forward than Larry Bird in a window of prime time. Right. But Larry Bird's prime came and went. Right. LeBron's longevity his ability to do those numbers for a longer period of time, 
that's what kind of puts him over the edge. Right. If that's what you're looking for in a yeah. team. But if you need seven good years of like the best player in the league, potentially, yeah. Larry Bird's your guy. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, did you hear that uh, somebody got contact lenses? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, for the entirety of Stephen Curry's um, basketball career, what he's, a terrible he, career. He's been playing with his eyes blurry because he recently found out that oh, I need glasses and got contact lenses. So this man, this man uh-huh. has been shooting the way he's been shooting with his eyes like just blurry. Things were blurry. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. That's my story. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> I, my illustrious career is also Yes, tell me, this. sir. <laughs> I didn't have contact lenses for the better part of my my uh, adolescent career playing right. team sport basketball. Mm-hmm. You don't need contact lenses if you know how to spot up and shoot. Right. You just you know where the spacing on the floor is, and you see an orange thing there, you and you know make the it distance. work. You just. You but just the fact that it's his eyes are going to be clearer now is a problem. I put those contact lenses in, and I'll tell you, the majority of the time, I felt more comfortable without them on. Well, because you were used to it. Well, no, I mean, even later, like years later, still wearing contact lenses, I would prefer to play basketball without them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, the feel, the touch, everything is already so sharp. Right. Steph Curry does not need contact lenses. No, I just I just loved the memes of everyone just being like, you mean this guy's been playing with blurry vision this whole time? <laughs> I'm my, sorry, sir, what? And my, I don't think his vision is like so blurry that he couldn't see, but like, you know, my, he's probably... He doesn't have to focus as hard as he ha- needed to. Yeah, it was funny. Because he has contact l- lenses to help him. You see that reporter ask him about his disease? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Say more. Steve, Steph, can you tell us more about your um, your eyes, the disease in there? And Steph just got so amused by the question. He said, man, it's not a disease. <laughs> he, said, he said, well, what is, I got it wrong then. Can you explain? He's like... Yeah, I got an eye exam and I have blurry vision, like like a normal, many people. Yeah, <laughs> and so like I'm at like a point, you know, seven five plus, you know. Yeah, like, and people were said, "Have you ever tried contact lenses?" And I said, "No." And so they fitted me for some lenses. I tried them and they worked. And that's I can, it. And I can. And then I think he later on said, "Like, oh, it's like a, it's like a different world." <laughs> like he was obviously playing along with this like notion of like, oh yeah, you thought I was good. Oh, just you wait. I can see now. <laughs> Y'all not ready. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that was really, uh, That was a funny moment. That is kind of surprising. You're like Steph Curry must see the floor in the basket so well. Mm. No. No. He Dow does. But I will say, people when they find out I wear contact lenses. Mm-hmm. Or I used to. I don't wear them anymore. I wear glasses. When people see me wear glasses or they find out I'm wearing contact lenses, the reaction has always been, you wear contact lenses? Why? Why is that so surprising? It's shocking to people. It's like I told them I have a second penis. It's it's like which I don't. I just want to make that clear. I'm a normal person, but the but the uh, idea that I have corrective vision right was. Every time I got reactions from people, like it's like, why is that surprising? And they're like, it's not I like you're some you like perfect being that has like that having imperfect vision is like. No, I, I imagine they just say that to everybody. Like I, I think guess. like when they find out people wear contact lenses, they're just like, you have hidden corrective stuff. I don't know why that fascinates people. But when I 
switched to it when I see me not wearing glasses mm-hmm. or they found out I wasn't wearing contacts because I mm-hmm. never wear them. They were like, um, people would say, well, how do you see? I can, comp- if Steph Curry's vision, I think his vision stuff is very similar to mine and yours where yeah. we can see everything fine. I'm just fine reading signs from a distance. It just turns everything from regular TV into HD. Yeah. It just makes it clearer. Yeah. And it makes my eyes not strain as much to make things clearer. Right. If I'm sitting at a computer and my stuff is a 12 point font and it's a, a certain size, like you may catch me leaning in a little bit more toward right. my screen. Not like up on it, but just right. like I'm, I'm closer to it versus if I have my glasses on, I'm leaning back a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I just thought that was a funny, funny, funny thing. Um, so recently, Russell Westbrook was... Um, playing a game at the Utah Jazz Stadium and a patron, a fan of the Utah Jazz was heckling him, basically saying something about like, get on your knees, like, or like yeah. something along the lines that it was very patronizing and um, racist. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. Very racist and whatnot. And Westbrook was not having it and was like, no, like, you don't disrespect me and my family and like, you know, and this happens every single time he goes to mm-hmm. to the Utah Jazz. And many players have said the Utah Jazz fans are probably one of the more racist fans that they've do been we have at. a list? Do we have a list of those? I think it was that and Boston were the oh, two. Yeah. Were the two that I can think of. Forget Boston. Yeah. Those are the two that I can think of. That Kurt Schilling can go eat it. That I could, you know, whatever. Um, and so that fan has been banned from the stadium um, for the remainder of his life, his or her mm-hmm. life. Um, I believe it was a male identifying person. Um, but Russell Westbrook really, really openly talked about, like, this is some, this is, this happens and it happens to black players all the time. And, like, no, everyone just, like, brushes it off. Like, this is not okay. Because they make millions of dollars. Right. Like, just because like... they make millions of dollars, now you can right. be heinous to them? Like, they're still a person. They're right. still a human. Um, Kevin so Durant. Yeah. This has probably produced Kevin Durant. What do you mean? Someone with a thin skin. Oh, yeah. You just say stuff to him when right. he's out there. You saw him react at the garden when that fan got in his grill. Yep. Some, I mean, these guys are not indestructible. No, they're they're human Psychologically, people. Psychologically, they're out there playing a game. Yeah, that they're being judged on. Yep, that's hard to do. Absolutely, missing a basket. Yeah, that's like public embarrassment. Like you, they're publicly public embarrassed. Mis- yeah, you're you're underperforming publicly. Yep. And the goal is not to underperform publicly, but right. it happens. You can't. You're allowed to have tough days, but when you have tough days, there are fans who will take advantage of that you don't call in sick either yep i mean you have an injury you you have a legit injury you can't say like i'm not feeling it today right nah unless you're ad and then you're gonna well (laughs) unless you're anthony davis well go and play do you think (laughs) uh if i if i were doing some summer plans to go someplace Mm -hmm. the team still owns me in the summertime right there's certain things I can't do. I'm right. not allowed to ride a motorcycle. I'm not allowed to do yeah. you know, certain kind of country visits and all that sort of stuff right. because the team says that's not in the the best interest of our product. It's insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's anyway the the Utah fans and the Boston fans. There was another one that I remember. I think I heard Sacramento's not great. Um, and then what was the other one? I would think 
No, I don't want to. I don't want to prognosticate. It is what it is. But the, I bet Philly fans are nasty, but they're not like yeah, racist I can see, or I can see Philly. Like Philly is known to have like the Eagles. Like mm-hmm. stadium has a freaking jail in it for That's a reason. They, yeah, yeah, they're, they're like built they're, around yeah. hard knocks. But yeah. I don't think they take it to a place of like that we know racial, of. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure it's happened, yeah. but not to the same degree. But Utah. Yeah, that is a white stadium. Yep. That was a very white stadium. Yeah. When you look in those stands at a Utah game, I'm always blown away. Right. That and Indiana. When they're playing at these two arenas, I always look up and I'm thinking, and Arco, mm-hmm. where the Kings play. Like, wow, look how white that place is. Right. They're watching black bodies play a sport. Yep. And in Utah, the only sport. Mm-hmm. Only show in town. This is... That's a show. This is entertainment. Yep. There's no, like, theater district. Well... I'm, I'm sure, sure no, theater. there are, no, there are there are no. arts in Utah. Yeah, obviously, there's arts but, for sure, but it's and not I'm sure like, there's other leagues and things like that out there, but not in the level of like the NBA. For the public, this is like yeah, the general masses love the Jazz. Right. It's funny that they're named the Jazz still. Yeah, considering it was a New Orleans team first before. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Why don't we change the name of this? I place? don't know the Utah Mountains or something. The 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 White Caps. The White Caps. I don't know. Work on something, but uh, the, <laughs> sounds very white. Yeah, uh, and then I was thinking the other day about the Washington Redskins. Mm. Why are they going to change that logo? Or their name? The name, the name, the logo, the whole the rebranding. Whole shebang. It just needs to like I cannot. What it's going to take is a number a Zion Williams level draft pick number one quarterback mm-hmm. that everyone covets who wants them, and that highly conscious. Bean is going to have to be number one on Washington's draft board and say they won't play there until the name is changed. Or but they want as to be like trained. a 20, 21-year-old, exactly. are you going to see exactly. that? Exactly. You would have to be the highest level of consciousness. I think yeah, the way we're going in the 21st aware. century, I'm sure there's, gonna that, find, that person's going to exist at some right. point, maybe. It's going to happen. There were these two Venn diagrams of like, next level quarterback overlaps with conscious mm-hmm. social justice uh, right. mind that's going to happen and someone's going to fall in that that overlap and when that happens washington's gonna say hey we're taking you number one can't wait and they're like that's fine when you change the name of this team if right. you're not going to change the name of this team and the the logo right. i'm not going to play I for mean, you. it just needs they need all the players current players to just do that mm. potentially it's going to take like the one yeah i i mean it's but it, you know, at the end of the day, I don't like think it's going to matter. Like if RG3 did that yeah. and the whole team at that time, yeah, they would have been like, eh. yeah. And RG3 is a great, he's a cool dude, but cool dude, but he just didn't like he wasn't like right. Zion Williams. Mm-mm. He wasn't coming out of Baylor, no. Mm-mm. Definitely not. Kirk Cousins maybe had the most pull, but he wasn't even like right. the next Dan Marino. Right. I can I, see that. So anyway, um, the Jazz. You want to talk about um, Kyle Korver? Mm. Well, um, the so Kyle Korver, uh, Korver um, wrote a piece called Privilege on the, what's it called? The athlete? What's the that? Players' Tribune. Player, players' Tribune, uh, where players write essentially op-eds about kind of their experience. And Kyle just did such a really fantastic job of writing about his understanding of white privilege and his like coming coming to understanding of it his his missteps in in assuming certain things about certain aspects of what his black counterparts 
go through and it's just a really really good piece and i highly recommend for folks to read it um because he really not only does he like say like it's important for us to be allies to the black community and to my black players just because you know the reality is i can like what happened to westbrook may not never happen to me but it happened to westbrook Mm -hmm. you know what happened to um oh what's his name when uh his one of his teammates oh goodness on the jazz no, not on, on the jazz. Um, Cleveland. He, he he was arrested in New York after going to a club. Oh, uh, Aaron Alaflalo. No, no, um, it's literally the tip of my tongue. I'm like super annoyed that I can't figure it out. Um, let me see if I can find it. Thabo. Uh, Thabo. Oh, Thabo Cephalosha. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, of. Uh, Cephalosha. Like he he was a black man that got arrested and was put in jail, and his leg was broken because of. The fact that, honestly, because he was black and it was late at night outside, and what, it's funny because what Kyle says is, well, you know, at first I was like, why is he at a club in between games and that late at night, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, Kyle yeah. just was like, what, what's he doing? Yeah, like, what are you doing? That's yeah, not good. Yeah, like, that's not yeah. smart. But then he was just realizing how, like, problematic that is. Like, yeah. well, why, why is he in this place at that time? Like, the fact of the matter is, Kyle was like, if I was there, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have gotten arrested. Right. But the reality is, Abos yeah. was there and he was. And his leg got broken. And his leg got broken mm-hmm. because of it. Um, so he really like talks about how like he, it was a hard pill for him to swallow mm-hmm. of like, oh wow, this is like really effed up that I thought this way. And like mm-hmm. understanding. There's blind spots. Yeah, here are my blind spots. Here are these things that I just don't think about, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm a white man at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, um, it's like those things matter. And, um, He's like, well, let's face it. I probably would would have been safe on that street that one night in New York, and Thab and Thabo wasn't, and I was safe on the court that one night in Utah, but Russell wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was just like, just being really honest about it. And uh, there are many of his former and current teammates and just colleagues in the league that have posted about how this article is just very well written mm-hmm. and very thoughtful and. I don't know, Kyle, I've always been such a big fan of him. Like, mm-hmm. he's gone through some stuff personally in his life, uh-huh. too, um, that, you know, you can just Google to find out. Um, so he's just a he's just a stand-up dude. And for a, for a white man to say that mm-hmm. is very powerful. Because, like, I feel like black men... And, like, I think the way he said it, he's like, you could tell that it wasn't... It was something different about the Utah situation that he just saw. It was not only, like, everyone's like, this is really messed up. That's not right. There was also, I'm tired that I always have to address this, mm-hmm. was another thing that he was saying. And so I was like, wow, that's like, like you need to be very self-aware and like perceptive mm-hmm. to see that. Because mm-hmm. like, he has a privilege to walk around pretending none of that is a reality. Mm-hmm. Mm. Russell, Russell does not make stuff up. No. Russell tells it like it is. Always He's has. He's a straight shooter. And always when, has, always will. When you see the video of him talking about it versus how the, the fan was mm-hmm. talking about it, it's like, okay, maybe aspects of both of these are true, but Russell's is straight up like Just to facts. his core. Just facts. He does not know how to lie. Mm-hmm. He only tells you what he's thinking. There's no filter. Yeah. And it's just 
this guy said this. It was about my family. Mm-hmm. It was about me. And it was racial. Mm-hmm. And I'm sick of it. Right. And, and I'm so done. I, and, yeah. I to- and I told him what time it was. Yeah. And, and I, you know, like, that is really, I appreciate, I don't think he got fined from the league, if I remember. I don't think so Which either. is good. It's like, I appreciate that that's, there's space for that conversation. And I'm glad Kyle put this out there. Because I think coming from a white guy playing in Utah. Yeah. That means more. Yeah. And a white guy that's played with a lot of black teammates. He got drafted to the Sixers. He played with Allen Iverson. He Hell played with yeah. the blackest teammate. <laughs> <laughs> he was a real black. He played, he played with the catalyst, the like culture changer. Mm-hmm. The NBA shifted because of that teammate. Yeah. Um, and so from that point on, he's played with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. He, I'm trying to think. Oh, he played in Atlanta, which is like a very black city. And yeah. I always thought about how Kyle found comfort in Atlanta. He yeah. liked being in Atlanta. Yeah. And I was like, that is such a, the blackest city. Yeah. Um, in terms of it's like leadership and mayors yeah. and history and all that, it's, there's like a lot there. And so for him to now write this from a place in Utah, perched, you know, in the mountains with mm-hmm. other white people, I just really think the timing of it uh, was really good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for doing that. And congrats to Russell Westbrook for another third straight season of Triple Double Action. I just want to say that is an amazing accomplishment. And for any other person that says he's just stat padding, it's not that impressive. I need you to I need you to have a season of triple doubles. Let me see you do it. You don't just walk just in the and arena Please, and sir. have a triple double land in your lap. You got to go out there and get that. You got to do that for the majority of the season. And it's not just it's 22 points, 10 rebounds and 11 assists. Yeah, those are not small numbers. That's hard, man. That's like really hard work for and people. And he has to- and you have to think he has a PG-13 in his team. On yeah. his team. Well, that's where the assists come in. Yeah. Get he's helping him out. He's helping him in the way the Stockton helped Malone. Yeah. He and he Westbrook led the league in assists and Rebounds. A guard is not point guard is not supposed to have ten rebounds a game. No. Nope. Why is he out here doing this? Jason Kidd was a great rebounder and he didn't have ten a game. Nope. So eight is a lot if you're a point guard. That's like huge. Ten. You, oh, he's stat padding. Who? He is working his ass off. I'm sorry. Is your team in the playoffs like his is? He's shooting less, folks. Can we just be thankful? Seriously. Like he's taking eight less points a game on Let the board, him. and he's doing a better service to his team. The guy has three straight years of triple doubles. I said this to you off mic, but it's worth repeating. When the the people tried to break the four mile, mm-hmm. uh, the four minute mile forever, years, decades, it was a thing that people tried to do and it just couldn't be done. Finally, one guy broke it. Yep. And the next what? few years eight other guys broke it mm-hmm. as they all you need is one person to show you it's possible and then you do it oscar robinson robertson had a triple double yeah. decades ago yep half a century ago no one did it since yeah until russell said no, i can do that yeah and then he's done it three straight years no Again. one's repeated him if if it's that easy everyone would be doing where it. where is everybody doing yeah. it so I need people to respect him. I think he's just such a polarizing figure because he is such, as you mentioned, a straight shooter. He doesn't. Some really... would say abrasive. Sure. Yeah, I but, like that. I like the scrappy. Me, like, if his skin color was white, would he be abrasive or just an assertive guy? Maybe they call him a douche, but like he's. Just... They would call him a douche for sure. I don't. I wonder if they would call him abrasive. I don't know. It's like we have a black friend who's very articulate, mm-hmm. and people say that he's articulate. Right. If he was white, 
people would still call him articulate. Yeah, he's because very, because he's just very articulate. Right, very polished. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they would or they wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know, man. But, but it's just funny when he's... I don't know. I think they might call him a brace. But I'm just thinking of that quote where he's like, What? Fuck you talking about, bro? <laughs> And he well, says N word. You ends tripping. <laughs> well, also, a white person shouldn't be saying those things. They so. shouldn't. They'll get they'll get jumped in that locker room. But he he takes that. Bruh, you to said him. the N word. He Done. said the N word. And I you was said like, bro, not even bro. <laughs> I was like, damn. He would. Some reporters were talking to him the other day, and they were like, Russell, is something bothering you? You wrong? I mean, you you look upset. Like he was answering some mm-hmm. reporters asinine question, or he felt yeah, miffed by it, yeah. and he said. uh no, I just don't like you. I love it. <laughs> See, like that gives me like joy. Like, but, then, yeah. but then, but then he's like, "Well, do you not like Rick?" He's like, "No, I love Rick. Rick's great. We're cool." He goes, "Well, you gave him and me about the same answer. Mm-hmm. I just don't like you." <laughs> Again, he's allowed to do yeah. that, friends. <laughs> like, don't don't try and put Russell on the spot. You gotta remember these guys. They have a. I since I've been older realize that these guys have a chip on their shoulder because mm-hmm. when they're on the court, that's their. They know how to play. Yep. In between the lines, but when you put them in front of a microphone, not all those guys are very comfortable talking. Right. And they are made to talk. So it's like, you guys have college degrees, journalism degrees, and all this stuff behind you. My my shining light is only ten years long, so long as my legs hold up. Right. And you'll be able to do this for decades. Right. So I'm trying to answer these questions and you have more on me. Right. So it's like a defense. Sure. For Russell, it's like, I can't trust you. Yeah, you'll, you'll I can see twist, that. You will twist my words all kinds of they, ways. I understand. Journalists do that. Some journalists do do that. So, so you know, that's, that's, what, that's what happens sometimes. All right. I think it's time to talk about some dope people and call it a night. What do you think? Wait a second. I think we got everything. No. What? We didn't say it's the last game at the Oracle <gasps> Arena. Say more. I forgot about Washington, that. Uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. The Golden State Warriors have played 47 years mm-hmm. at the Oracle Arena in yes. Oakland. Mm-hmm. They're moving to San Francisco. Officially. Next year. This, they just played the final game in Oracle Arena. Of last the regular night. season. Of the regular season. And the team wore their, Old we believe... Like early 2000s jerseys, which, oh, seeing Steph Curry in that thing was beautiful. Can I just say, when I saw it, I was just like, when is this from? <laughs> like, I was yeah, just like, and I was like, oh, wait. That's when they sucked. Yeah. But they had, the, they had the one game where they beat the Dallas Mavericks, who were the number one seed. Mm. And Golden State was the number eight seed. And they beat Dirk Nowitzki's team. And it was legendary. Yes. I remember watching that. It was like pandemonium in Oakland. But that team is an institution to the Oakland natives, and right. they're very proud of them. And so to see them go to San Francisco, it's not that far away, but it no. still feels like you're losing something. Yeah. So the the Warriors really went out there and put on a good show against the Clippers for the fans, and um, they thank the fans for their loyalty. And that it's they not closed. Fun. It's a pop skip and a jump away. Yeah, they're closing down the arena though. Oracle is an institution, and it's coming down. So. Uh, they're, I'm assuming they're gonna play the playoffs in there though. I mean, well, yeah, after yeah. this season, but yeah. yeah, they they wanted to, oh, they'll probably raise another banner inside that thing before the year's out. Well. What? No, I'm saying, like, Who's wouldn't the other, gate, well, the other stadium be built by then? Wait, I thought they were going to finish out the, wait, are they going to, 
the new stadium like now now? No, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Well, we'll find out and it'll it'll be fun. I just went to Google this and I opened that tab with the damn cotton wedding. <laughs> um, hold on. Oracle Arena closing when? Um, what does it, it says say? when the, the January Steve Kerr thanks Golden State Warriors fans for a last regular season game. That means they're going to play the playoffs. Now. I think so. They're, it doesn't make sense. You don't just shift to a new arena with whole new. They like, probably have. They're probably already building the arena in San Francisco, and it'll be ready for the next season. I think that it's already built. Um, probably. It's a two point five million year lease extension committing. To Oracle for two and possibly three. Oh, this is so dated. Yeah, 2017. Forget this. Anyway, yeah, playoffs. They'll they'll play the playoffs. Playoffs. Though. Playoffs. I'm excited for the playoffs though. Just waiting for all these regular spegular. Who you got in the finals? I think it'd be fun to see the Bucks versus the Warriors. The Warriors. You think? You think they can compete? I think it'll be a fun ride. It might be 4-2. Warriors. 4-1. Potentially. It might be 4-2. Giannis might be a problem, but I think KD and Giannis are pretty well, like, matched. Yeah. I want to see Bucks. You're going to say it? I think you're going to say it. No, I'm not. I'm going to say what I want to see. I want to see the Bucks and the Thunder. That's what I want to see. That would be fun. I want to see... That would be a fun the one seed and the seven seed. Mm-hmm. I want to see them play each other because I think that would be entertaining. But if I have to see a team that's not the Warriors, which God, I hope it's a team that's not the Warriors, it will be the Bucks and the uh, Rockets. Bucks and Rockets. Okay. I mean, two MVP candidates going head to head. Bring it on. It'll be a thing. Just please don't show me the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Can we pretend like? No one talks about them anyway, even though they're doing well. They were the number one seed in the West for the majority of the year. Until and, they weren't. Until they weren't. Now they're number two, right behind the Golden State Warriors. Right. Can we... Let's acknowledge the goodness that is Jokic. Right. And Murray's no slouch either. Right. The team plays well together. It's so boring to think about the Denver Nuggets. Hey. Dude, you know what's no one said this year? What? Oh, the Denver Nuggets are playing. <laughs> mean. If if I see Savagery. the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, I'll be like, okay, can we attach rockets to their shoes or something to mm-hmm. get this a little bit more entertaining? It's just not. Jokic is a really talented player for yeah. his size, especially. He's just so crafty with it. But... I mean, they don't stand a candle's chance yeah. at, uh, of beating a Warriors team that's super loaded and a Rockets team that's just, it's a one-man killing machine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We shall see. All right, let's keep it moving. Folks, it is time to talk about our Dope Person of the Week, where we both pick a person or persons that are dope and have done something cool this week or in their life or whatever. So go ahead. Alex, who's your Dope Person this week? Don't mind if I do. Pleased to tell you about the new, one of the newest inductees to the 
what is it called? The National Basketball Hall of Fame? The Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Okay. Named after Mr. Naismith, the inventor of the game of basketball. Yes. Duh. So, uh, one of the headliners. Some people may not have known that, so. You know, if you're still here for the dope person <laughs> section of this podcast, this is a particularly basketball-heavy one. I should preface by saying these are both basketball players and yeah. just good basketball players. Good, good. I love good it. Good guys, guys. Good guys. Salt of the earth. Um, Vlade Divac, mm. former center. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that guy. Can I also say that before I forget, I met Vlade Divac in passing. When? In 2008, okay, at the Roman Coliseum. Wow, that is like one of the randomest places to meet somebody. I'm walking through the Roman Coliseum with four women and two guys. Mm-hmm. And so the seven of us are walking along in this corridor. There's a bunch of tourists. It's, sure. it's springtime. And then a big seven-foot-tall Slovenian man yes. just starts walking in the crowd with some people in our direction. Mm-hmm. And he passes by. I'm in the back of my friend group. Mm-hmm. So as soon as he passes, my head does a double take. Because you're like, like, that's Fly t <laughs> And then I turn back, and the four women are still walking forward. But right. the other two guys have turned, and we're all... Just like... Jaws dropped. We're <laughs> just like, whoa. Um, so Vladi Divac is a big deal. He is a legend, and that is why he's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. So let me tell you just in brief about him. Okay. Um, born in 1968, he's a Serbian professional basketball player. Okay. Um, now retired and works as a general manager of basketball operations for the Sacramento Kings, where he played for six years as a player. Mm-hmm. So he was drafted. Oh, let me tell you this first. Let me lay this on you. Lay tell on. me tell me if you knew this. He is one of only seven players in NBA history, mm-hmm. seven, to record 13,000 points, 9,000 rebounds, 3,000 assists, and 1,500 block shots. Can I tell you who the other six are? Who? Tell me if you don't recognize any of these names. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Never heard of him. <laughs> I blew that out of the water. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Uh, Tim Duncan. Who the hell's that? Shaquille O'Neal. What? Kevin Garnett. Huh? Pau Gasol. What? And Hakeem Olajuwon. I've never heard of any of those players in my life. I did not know he was in that class of players. That's a. I knew Vlade was good. Yeah, that's I didn't know he was class. that good. That's dope. So anyway, Vlade is the man. Um, so aside from being a basketball player... Uh, for the NBA, he also is helping children with uh, in his native country of Serbia okay. and in parts of Africa. Oh wow! It's a large continent, and it doesn't say more than that. Okay. Um, and he's a humanitarian advisor, government advisor for Serbia. He's doing things for his country as a countryman. I like so it. So it's pretty cool. So let me just give you the overview. Uh, why is Vlade besides these numbers like what you know? What, what's his general trajectory? Got drafted in nineteen. 19- 89 mm-hmm. to the Los Angeles Lakers, mm-hmm. where he played with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson. Vlade is very well known for his passing abilities. Mm-hmm. He gained a little bit of... The, he already was good at it, but he got better at it with Magic Johnson's tutelage. Right. So he played with them for quite some time on the Lakers. He was on the NBA All-Rookie Team, and he earned a reputation for flopping. <laughs> I can second that. <laughs> Flop he did. <laughs> My God. Um, so he was, he was a showman. 
Um, he freely admitted to doing so on many occasions. Um, <laughs> it's just so scary. <laughs> he had a sense of humor. I liked it. Um, on July 1st, 1996, the year of our Lord, when Michael Jordan came back, um, <laughs> he, he got traded to the Charlotte Hornets mm. for the rights to some kid named Kobe Bryant oh, that they got in a draft. Yeah, never heard pick. of him either. That really panned out poorly for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, but they traded Vlade, who played two years in Charlotte. And then in 1998, he got traded. Mm-hmm. Vlade got traded to what would be his crowning achievement of a, of a club to be with, the Sacramento Kings. For six years, he played with the Sacramento Kings as the starting center for a team that featured Chris Webber, Jason White, Chocolate Williams, and then uh, Mike Bibby, and his fellow countryman, Pedro Stojakovic. Yeah. And they were a terror for the then reigning champion, like Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. They gave them the hardest time. I remember. And so that rivalry of games, I remember watching and rooting for the Sacramento Kings, a team that was debunked, moribund, laughingstock of the league for years and years and years, finally had a viable core of starting five. And even the players coming off the bench, I mean, there was some firepower in there too. And it was the first time that this podunk town where the fans brought cowbells to the game could root for a a formidable team up against the Los Angeles juggernaut Lakers of Shaq and Kobe and Phil Jackson. And that game seven with Mike Bibby getting elbowed in the face by Kobe Bryant mm. and several other re- questionable calls from the referees. Right. Every you know that referee scandal that came out? Yeah, yeah. You know? With the, the gambling. The number yeah, yeah. one game people point to to say you it is blatantly obvious that this game was rigged right. by the referees because the calls were so egregious. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like a, are you even trying to cover up right. this? Um, that game seven of Vlade's team being better than the Los Angeles Lakers and having the game being uh, taken away from them in the final minutes by the calls by the referees. Mm. And it's like, was that? And so they've gone back and forth as far as what the, that, uh, ref who got caught up in the scandal says like it was it wasn't it was it you know it's not confirmed or definitive mm-hmm. but that game was Vlade has no championships and if there was going to be a year that was the year I was rooting so hard for him and the Kings but he didn't win a championship he still finished out a great career with the Kings and eventually he retired from the game still helps his country in Serbia and he works for the Kings uh, front office and he's being inducted into the Hall of Fame and congratulations that's amazing well, mine we already kind of talked about already, uh, but I just wanted to just give an extra shout out to Kyle Corver of the Utah Jazz. Um, he Before that, he was with the Cavaliers and then the Hawks and Chicago Bulls, 76ers. I think those were all of his teams. Um, I don't know. I just like I can't say enough how much I really appreciate um, a guy of his caliber, of his like integrity, uh, speaking the way he does about. Um, his privilege as a white man. Um, and obviously, like, all of those things are really, um, really amazing. Um, and even in his career, he has done some pretty amazing things as well um, in his high school career, in his college career, and now, obviously, as an NBA. He was an NBA All-Star in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's an All-Star. Uh, NBA Sportsmanship Award in 2015. Uh, second All-Team American in 2003. So, like, I mean, he's not some chump when it comes to playing the game about 
basketball. Um, his brothers, he has two other brothers, and they all play basketball um, as well. But not, I think he's the only one that plays professionally. Um, I just, again, really appreciate very much that this this kid from Iowa um, who like worked his way up to get drafted in the second round of the NBA draft with the New Jersey Nets and then traded over to the 76ers is able to look at things very consciously, especially in a, in a time where the NBA is very conscious of their, of who they are um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the players as well. And I think that is just something so commendable. And I'm, and his, I, again, his article is so awesome. I think people it's, I think it's a must read for folks to just, cause it's just very genuine and it very much sounds like him. So, and he's a good guy and he does philanthropic work and um, this overall good dude and has done a great job of articulating what privilege looks like uh, for him and his, his kind of understanding and development of that. So nice. Kyle Culver, do a person. Get it. You, you're right. You know, I can't, if, if I'm right, I'm right. I can't help it. Um, I think that's all that we have for our cast. Make sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we are back. We're alive. We're very excited uh, because the playoffs are happening very soon, which is going to be very exciting as well. Um, anything you want to say to the, to the fans before we end off? Uh, I'm just glad to be back. I'm glad you're back too, buddy. I'm jet lagged. I'm going to go to bed. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. All right, folks. Be dope and we'll catch you later. See ya.